Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It was a wild weekend in college football. And just when you thought it couldn't get any crazier, Florida State did everything they could last night to try and keep the chaos coming. But they weren't able to get it done. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Keyshawn not here, Zubin not here, but I am Jason Fitz hanging out with Jay Will. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, Uh, the Dr. Pepper call-in line. You can hit us on the Twitter feed also. Uh, Jay Will, uh, we'll get to all of this because it was a wild night last night. But first and foremost, happy Labor Day, my friend. I hope everybody today, nice day out. You get the grill going. Okay. You get some good music going. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you, whatever your vibes are. If you're a beach vibe guy, if you're a soul food kind of guy, if you're a country music guy, whatever your vibe is, get the grill going, get a drink, and just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Because we're about to start the NFL season. College football started. I feel like every sport, baseball's about to get to a really interesting point. We're at that time right now of the year where exciting times are on the verge. You know, it's funny you mention that. Because uh, as anyone can see that's watching on ESPN2, uh, I am head to toe today. I mean, it is Raiders jacket, Raiders shirt, Raiders uh, mug. Uh, everybody knows my, my fandom. I've never tried to hide it. This is, I think, the wildest week for so many NFL fans. Because, like, for me... This is that last week of hope. Like, a a week from tonight, I'll be in Vegas, Allegiant Stadium, watching it all go down, right? Like, I'm going to be there, and that is the moment that, like, everything usually crumbles, right? You finally see your team, and you think, oh, my God. But for right now, I have one week left of season of hope and positivity. We we talked about this. It's like the crazy ex, right, where it's always (laughs) volatile. You have no idea. Like, hey, she'll be home around 930. It's 1030. 11.30, 12.30, 1.30, no call, no text. But this is what we love, though. You love the volatility. I'm going into this season as a Giants fan saying, look, we're going to be healthy. Like, we're going to be healthy. And then I see your O-line. Then I start worrying about our O-line. It's not good. It's not good. Daniel Jones, I need him to be healthy. Saquon Barkley, I need you to be healthy. But they're not going to be healthy with the O-line. It's inevitable. See, I'm already talking myself into funk. At the end of the day, uh, our relationships with our favorite teams, and mine, you know, football, our relationship with our favorite teams is just like any relationship you've ever had. At the end of last season, when you broke up with your team, you had a really good idea of who they actually were. Then you get a little bit away from them, and you're like, man, I really miss the way they did this one thing. That was the draft. And then you're like, oh, and I, I miss the good times we had free agency. Then you hit training camp. You're like, I really miss. Now you're, you're suddenly all you remember is the roses and the beautifulness of it. And you realize, like, you've forgotten how crazy she is. See, I feel like my, my, my relationship is pretty consistent right now. So I'm pretty happy with it. I like <laughs> yeah, consistency. Yeah, yeah. I like to know what I'm going to get into. Giants, yeah. do you hear that? I like to know we're going to win the NFC East. Like, let's do that. I'm not worried about the Washington football team or Dallas or Dak Prescott. A lot of things going on there with the Cowboys. Just give me consistency. We're going to break this down all morning. And by the way, I love that you can even like speculate on a division championship. I'm a Raiders fan, which means like I'm the person that goes into the like the bar realizing that I'm a solid six. And that's like that. That's my ceiling. (laughs) Solid six. Let's go. Uh, We'll break down a ton of NFL news over the course of the morning, obviously, with some great guests. But as you're waking up this morning, we're going to get to some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And that comes from this moment last night in Notre Dame, Florida State's game. This would win it from 41 yards out. We await the snap. It's good. Hold is down. The kick is up. Ball game. Notre Dame wins. He nailed it. 41 yards out from Jonathan Doerr. 41-38. 
Notre Dame wins in Tallahassee. It's a Notre Dame radio network on the call. Jonathan Dorton, his game-winning field goal, are the overnight delivery. Overnight delivery brought to you by USPS. Business is changing, and USPS is changing with it. Find out how at usps.com slash new routes. The United States Postal Service, priority you. And the priority last night was hanging on to a lead. I mean, Florida State was down by 18. And I thought this thing was over. I thought, you know what, going to get a nice night of sleep, be able to hang out with Jay Will nice and rested. No, Florida State comes back in the fourth quarter, raging back and forces overtime. They weren't able to make their own 37-yard attempt at the field goal. Notre Dame capitalizes and wins. But it was an epic finish to this game. Well, Fitzy, I got to tell you, so yesterday, after the incredible games I saw on Saturday – Yesterday had me in my own feelings, right? I wake up Sunday morning. I just feel like it's natural. Like, this should be NFL season. Like, where are my NFL games? So I was dreading that. I was missing that. For that to inevitably be led to that game that I saw last night between Notre Dame and Florida State, it was a monumental game. And, look, I've had a knee injury. I've had an injury that took me out of sports. Why, Jordan Travis played well until he got knocked, right? But watching Mackenzie Milton come in from UCF, and if you go back to that game that he had against South Florida, where knee dislocation, he has not played in over a thousand days in an official game. To watch him lead Florida State down ten, going into that fourth quarter, a big time comeback. It was just those are the type of stories in sports. Even though Notre Dame won the game, but we can get into Notre Dame football and Brian Kelly and you know some of the pieces that they have. Uh, Jack Cohen played a great game. Happy for him to transfer as well. But just. The Milton piece to me really stuck out because I love seeing those type of stories, not for the money, just for the sheer love of the game to come back and to play at that level. I love what you just said, Jay Will, because you think about what's happened for him over a thousand days. And this isn't somebody that came back because their family depends on that cash, right? Like this is somebody that transferred and fought for the opportunity to get back on the field because they love the game and they just want to be on the field and to come in and have so much control when it's been so long and to not have the moment like you're down you're playing Notre Dame uh, it was an emotional night for Florida State too as they they started their process of honoring coach Bobby Bowden which they'll do throughout the mm-hmm. course of the season you have all of these emotions coming in and Mackenzie Milton was able to bottle it all up and, and channel it in such a positive way, I think that's a stunning thing for somebody to be able to do. Like, I don't think a lot of people listening right now that are, that are grown adults can handle that moment as well as a kid handle that moment, a kid that's fought his way back to be able to play. Like, that's such a cool part of a story, win or lose. And you're sitting there saying, okay, like, I'm walking away from that game saying Jordan Travis played decently, but Mackenzie Milton might have stolen the first QB route. I mean, he might have gotten an opportunity to be the leading QB moving forward for this team, and, and that's how scenarios work out. Now, look, I, I, I got to give Marcus Freeman a lot of credit. He's a new D.C., came over from Cincinnati for Notre Dame, like watching him choosing Notre Dame over LSU. That defense still needs to get better. Obviously, there were some lulls, but I love the energy he plays with. I, lo- I love the feeling that Notre Dame gave me last night being on the road, especially when we've seen a lot of teams struggle on the road in their first game. And since we're in ACC, I just go to North Carolina, watching North Carolina lose to Virginia Tech. It was one of those games where you're like, all right, Sam Howe, projected top five pick. Where are they going to be? Struggle on the road. Winning on the road is tough in your first game back in that type of environment. Yeah, and, and you know, it's such an interesting thing when you're watching games because there's a fine line, no matter the sport, between great offense and bad defense, mm. right? What we saw last night were some beautiful – I mean, some of those big plays were, were just big-time throws that were in perfect spots. Now, that being said, execution's always going to be part of it. And uh, I think the wild moment that everybody's talking about is Brian Kelly after the game talking to Katie George <laughs> when she asked specifically about the team's execution. 
I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe, maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. I mean, it, we just didn't execute very well. It's some straight talk, straight talk wireless, no contracts, no compromise. He's kidding. It's funny, right? I mean, it, it's funny to me, but in 2021, uh, it, it can rub some people the wrong way. My dad calls me after the game. He's like, that, that wasn't a very Catholic thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well, I don't want to go deeper into that. We'll leave that one alone. But I, I feel like Brian Kelly trying to be funny, trying to be sarcastic. But look, uh, you, you end up winning on the road. Who cares how you win? I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer of learning from the mistakes after winning than being that, oh, I need to grab your attention. I need you to get a loss for me to really hear you. No, let me learn after getting a W, and that's what Notre Dame did on the road. Yeah, and by the way, uh, Kelly did say afterwards in the press conference, he was asked about it, and he said he was quoting John McKay. And for anyone that doesn't know, back in 1976 in the Bucks inaugural season, team went 0-14. John McKay was once asked about his team's execution, and his famous response was, quote, I'm in favor of it. So he was just having a little bit of fun. By, uh, by the way, you can have a little bit of fun being a part of KJZ Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or on the call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back. So are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Clemson's not going to make the college football playoff. I'm going to well, tell you why. I've got hot takes on uh, it. It's gonna. I'm just speaking uh, truth this morning, taking everybody to church on a Monday morning. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Clemson is not a rubber stamp in the college football playoff. Really young the leg. Swings over the top, intercepted at the 26-yard line. Touchdown, Bulldogs. Picks off, Uli It was a less than desirable weekend for the ACC. And now Clemson, in my mind, is completely out of the college football playoff picture. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Jason Fitz sitting in with J. Will. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, and you guys can chime in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line or on the Twitter feed. You you, you can say they're on the outside looking in. But are you saying that they have absolutely no shot? Depending... Understanding how many things can go wrong in a college football season, now you're saying Clemson has absolutely zero shot of making the playoffs. That's what I, you're saying right I, I, Yes. Uh, I just want to confirm. Yes, I am, I am saying that knowing you're absolutely right. I mean, yes, we live in a world where everybody can start to lose games. But even if everybody starts to lose games, I think what you have to look at is what's left, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I've, I've heard a couple of people talk about this, but one of the cooler things I've ever gotten to do with ESPN 
was to go to the mock playoff committee down in Dallas. And you sit in a room and you argue everything. And when you argue everything, you, you use an old year and you're trying to figure out within your own panel of 13 who should make the playoff. And the amount of time that's put in talking about schedules and who you played and particularly who you beat. Now, you can survive a close loss. That, I'm not taking anything away. I think Georgia put themselves in a great position uh, to be able to make the college football playoff. My problem is I keep looking at Clemson's schedule and there's just – Nothing left. Clemson's great hope was going to be that North Carolina turned out to be really good or Miami turned out to be really good. And then you could make up for this loss in the ACC championship game. The problem is Miami got thrashed. North Carolina got beat by Virginia Tech. So now, barring Virginia Tech turning out to be this incredible story where they end up being a top you know, eight team in the country, there's nothing left on Clemson's schedule that will justify putting them in the playoff. They're going to beat everybody else. The problem is everybody else has no significance on their schedule. Beating Syracuse is not going to impress the committee. Everybody else that we're going to be talking about will have played a tougher schedule by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, you were hoping that Florida State would have beat, beaten Notre Dame last yep. night because that, that's one game that's on Clemson's matchup. But, I mean, they, they don't match up against Miami. They don't match up. Uh, that, that's the problem. Uh, other ACC schools, North Carolina, you just talked about. He, the interesting thing for Clemson, though, for my mind, is that, look, it, it's, it's, it's a byproduct of scheduling because I, I do feel <laughs> – I'm going to say DJU again. Work with me again. DJ Uyunga Lalea. Yeah. I got it. There you go. I mean, look, sacked seven times, man. I mean, he, he was rushed so many different times. He was always kind of squirming in the pocket. You just feel like their O-line got beat up during this game. So – I do think they're going to run the table. I do think they can be in a position where they have one loss, and hopefully they can play that team. It's just it's a byproduct. Man, the SEC is going to be so good. The SEC could potentially get two to three teams in the college football playoffs. Well, and that's going to be the hard part about this because at the end of the day, and by the way, you mentioned DJ. Let's hear from him quickly. This is DJ Uyunglele, the press conference afterwards, really doing what so many quarterbacks do in this situation and putting everything on him. Uh, for the most part, man, I just got to make the throws. Uh, I didn't play very good today. And everyone can see that and show. And if I make those throws, it's a totally different ballgame. Uh, it's on me. I, I didn't think I played very good. Uh, I didn't play enough to play good at all. I didn't think I didn't play good enough to win the ball game today. I started off playing good later on, but I got to start off playing good from the beginning. I think it's as clear as that. I appreciate him taking the blame for it, but realistically, I also want to point out, as our stats and info group pointed out to us on Saturday, he was pressured on 36% of his dropbacks. You compare that to JT Daniels, the quarterback for Georgia, pressured on 10% of his dropbacks. Mm-hmm. Tells you a big story of why DJ Uyunglele looked uh, so out of sync the entire time. By the way, that's a stat incredible brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. And so, you know, I keep looking at it. It's, again, it's not the loss to Georgia. That's forgivable. You're going to lose a football game sometimes. The problem is now you're going to be competing with every other one-loss team. And the question in that situation isn't just going to be who'd you lose to. It's going to be who'd you beat. So now all of a sudden, the only path that gets Clemson into the playoff, it's because of everything that else that happened in the ACC over the weekend, is one in my mind that has a bunch of two-loss teams. And we've just, that's not likely. I mean, you're going to need A&M and Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State and Oklahoma to all be sitting with two losses well, for them to be considered. I mean, Oklahoma barely got by Tulane. I mean, that was an interesting game, too. You know, it, this always goes into the Heisman kind of 
trophy candidates for me. When you start looking at the way Sam Howell performed on the road for North Carolina, it was it was a downer. I mean, a lot of a young wide receiving core, their O-line got bullied too. I mean, he was sacked a multitude of times. Look at Spencer Rattler. Even though they were able to get by Tulane, he didn't have a great performance. DJU, he didn't have a great performance that really out, you know, really was outstanding to see. So you start seeing guys like Bryce Young. You start seeing Jake Cohn last night from Notre Dame. You're like, all right, some guys are starting to separate themselves. But for a team like Clemson, man, look, I, I still think they can put themselves in that position granted they won't play against a lot of ranked opponents a lot of teams are going to beat up on each other and the one thing is you can only play who's in front of you I hear what you're saying Fitzy but if you can still find yourself with a one loss scenario at the end who knows how the committee is going to feel down the stretch who knows what's going to happen with COVID who knows what's going to happen with injuries teams could look drastically different when you come a couple of months from now yeah you're not wrong about that and I will say loudly uh, number one for somebody that works in college football so often I want the ACC to be great. I think it's important that we have as many conferences succeeding as possible. Number two, I'd love for Clemson to find a way into the playoffs simply because I don't want teams to shy away from taking huge matchups week one. And and if there's such a consequence to scheduling the Georgias of the world for Clemson early on, eventually they just won't do it. I think that's bad for college football. I just can't find the spot where I find it. And you're right. This was a weirdly unpredictable weekend in college football. Mm -hmm. It will be interesting to see if the things like LSU losing to UCLA, if, if that becomes a trend. Are we, are we looking at just mass chaos this year, or were we just looking at one weekend of everybody trying to figure out how to play football again in front of crowds? You know, I, I don't know the answer to that. Well, I will tell you this. As, as an ACC fan, considering I went to Duke, it's like if you're sitting there and you're Jim Phillips, the new ACC commissioner, you're watching that game last night, you're like, all right, Notre Dame. We, we need you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we need you now. Like, I know we had you last year because of COVID for one year, but, like, we need this to be full-time because of what Notre Dame brings to the table. It, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong about that. And for all of this, I just keep looking at it saying, even if the argument is, man, the conference is getting better because we have so many teams that can beat so many teams, that just makes the playoff conversation even tougher. Don't forget, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. Straight Talk Wireless 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. All right, we've talked a lot of college football, but obviously it is week one of the NFL season starting today. The hype is there, but it's, there's already a difficulty for the Cowboys before we even get to that first game. We'll tell you how they're going to handle it. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. And just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, and you can chime in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'm Jason Fitz, sitting with J. Will. I should note for all the people that are adding me about uh, college football conversations, I think Clemson's out, but the uh, incredible— there, there go, go ahead and state. Yeah, go ahead and state it. I'm just, I'm just out, but Clemson, according to the All-State playoff predictor, still has a 49% chance to make the college football playoffs. That would be fourth highest in FBS. So. <clears throat> Hater. That's all. I just wanted to throw it out there. Hot oh, take man, in the morning, gone you know, wrong, Labor Day. You know, it's, it happens. I'm just, it happens. I'm just throwing out the takes. You know, I'm just getting all <laughs> willy-nilly with the hot takes. Uh, one person that's never willy-nilly with the hot takes because, let's face it, he's just smarter than the rest of us. ESPN NFL front office insider Mike Tannenbaum joins us on the My Goodyear God. hotline brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear, more driven. Mike, appreciate the time as always, my friend, thanks for hanging out with us. I think Clemson's out of the playoff. Jay Will doesn't. Uh, you watched college football over the course of the weekend. We'll get to the NFL stuff, but I'm always curious when you're watching from a front office mindset, like how are you consuming college football over the weekend? Yeah, great to be with you guys. It's always through the lens of, hey, can this player project to the next level? I agree with you guys. When you look at it, even the teams that won, and I'm talking about teams like Ohio State, Oklahoma and their young quarterbacks, I thought they just didn't look as good as Alabama and Bryce Young. I thought Bryce Young had great eye level down the field, great ball security, short area quickness. He can make all the throws. So as we try to move this story forward and say, hey, who's really going to be there in the end? You know, the Ohio States of the world, um, Oklahoma. I just I just don't see them being the same level as Alabama. And then obviously Clemson and the ACC, to me, that was the story of the weekend. You know, Miami just didn't look as competitive as we thought. Um, obviously, Clemson's offensive line is going to be a huge issue. North Carolina and Sam Howell struggling. So, to me, th- those were a big concern was not just that the ACC didn't win any of those big games, but really Clemson's inability on offense. Mike, I, I wanted to ask you about Bryce Young. Obviously, the, the numbers speak for itself when you compare his first game to Mac Jones and to a tongue of Valoa, right? Uh, he kind of outperformed both those guys in his first game. But how does he project to the next level? Because when you look at him, six foot, six one, looks like he's 175, 180 pounds, looks really skinny and frail. How do you see him at the next level? Jay, well, I totally agree. Like, I think him and Spencer Rattler have similar builds, which is they need to get bigger, they need to get stronger. I remember a year ago looking at Zach Wilson um, when he played in the Boca Raton Bowl. He was about 212, and I thought he was a little bit undersized. And to his credit, he's gotten a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. But um, I look at Bryce Young, really, he needs to get bigger, really, in his lower body so he could withstand you know, a 17-game regular season. Same thing with Spencer Rattler. You look at the great quarterbacks in the NFL that have had sustained success. 
They're bigger guys. Like, over time, I'd rather have Tom Brady. I'd rather have Ben Roethlisberger. And that's why I think Justin Herbert has a chance to be great. You know, unfortunately, we saw Joe Burrow get hurt. And over time, it's a big man sport. So guys like Bryce Young will need to get bigger and stronger. We're talking to Mike Tannenbaum on Keyshawn, Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Keyshawn. Keyshawn, I'm just making it all work. Jason fits in with Jay Will. So, Mike, let's transition over to the NFL. It's week one. Everybody's super hyped for it. Obviously, the big news is that Zach Martin will miss week one due to testing positive for COVID-19. If you were running a team today, what would your message be to players uh, on how to try and prevent this moving forward? We, we have a 17-game season that we could collectively accomplish something really special, which means we have to sacrifice. And a couple of years ago, if we were sacrificing, it's what we put into our body, how many nights a week we go out. And we could do all those things in the offseason. We're young. We want to have a great time. I understand it. Now, for us to sacrifice to get to where we want to get to collectively, we have to sacrifice a little bit more. We have to make better choices, smarter choices. We have to sacrifice a little bit more. But if we sacrifice a little bit more than to the team to our left, and our team to a right, we could get to where we want to go. So it's inconvenient for all of us, but it's the best thing to do for us. Would you, in turn, like teams last year had so many different constraints in for COVID-19, obviously. Would you implement those again this season, even though vaccinations have gone out? You know, that's a great question. And one of the many things I admire about Bruce Arians is not that what the rules he puts into the place, but the process. And... I'm sure you guys may have seen this, but they're talking about really quarantining on the road. It sounds like Tampa is going to be very strict, but those are player-driven rules. And when your best player is Tom Brady and all he is is about a championship, no one's going to push back. So I think it would be somewhat draconian and tone-deaf to just sit there and say, hey, we're going to do X or Y and you can't go out. I think it's much more about what do we want to accomplish and how do we get there and what's a reasonable way to do it? And, you know, this is impacting people's lives and families. And there's sort of like rhythms to the season when family comes in from out of town. And those are great traditions that are somewhat behind the scenes. So if you're going to minimize or eliminate them, I think you want to make that process and have the players have a big ownership in that say. Look at you, Mike T, dropping drac- draconian first mm. thing in the morning, 635 on a Monday, Labor Day, well, bringing the heat. Jay Will, I mean, you went to Duke, man. Like, the standards are the standards. I'm just trying to meet it. (laughs) Well, take me into the trenches for one second here with this game because, obviously, you know, reading about it, I heard Ezekiel Elliott say that Zach Martin is their best offensive player. How does this change the scheme for them offensively with Dak Prescott and, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott, too, running behind the back of a guy like Zach Martin? Well, if we go back a year ago, guys, Tyron Smith – Lyle Collins and Zach Martin collectively missed 36 games. That, to me, was a big factor in their struggles. Obviously, losing Dak Prescott was the most significant. And football is a game of matchups. And when we look at a very, in my opinion, underrated Tampa Bay defense, because I think they're great, Vita Vea is a very underrated player in the NFL. And not having Zach Martin, I think, in this game is significant, especially because, let's face it, Dak Prescott and that defense, I think, will get better as the season goes on. Dan Quinn, I think, will do a great job with the defense. And I think when you look at Dak, there's going to be some rust there. So I do think that not having Zach Martin in this game is significant. What what impact does that have for Dak? I mean, obviously, quarterbacks are human too, right? Like, he's trying to figure out how to be healthy. And the last time he was on the field, it didn't necessarily – I mean, that injury sits in your mind. Right now, your, offensive, your best offensive lineman's not there against a good defense. How's that play into the mentality? 
Yeah, and really, like, unfortunately for him, like, when you talk to quarterbacks, every quarterback I've been with over the years, all the great ones, the Favre's, the Testaverdes, Tannehill, they all say the same thing, which is, from a quarterback perspective, the hardest thing for them is quick inside pressure. They, they can't stand it. And if I'm Dak, like, I'm worried about that because, again, Vita Vea, Indomitian Sue, two good interior defensive linemen. So they're either going to have to firm the pocket up, double team even more. Maybe they're going to try to get Dak on the move a little bit more. Certainly, I think what we'll see, guys, is a lot of quick game behind sort of the line of scrimmage, getting the ball out of Dak's hands, try to get the ball to the CD lambs of the world. Um, I think that'll give them the best chance because if there's a weakness, I would make that Tampa Bay secondary tackle a lot more than Levante David or Devin White because those guys are so good. I would try to get the ball on the perimeter and get, get it out there quickly. You know who else is really good? The Cleveland Browns. And a lot of talk this offseason that expectations for the Browns were not just to win their division, was to potentially win a Super Bowl. So them going against Kansas City, how do you see that matchup playing off this, this first week of the NFL season, Mike? If I, I'd rather play Kansas City late than early, and here's why. Kansas City is great. We all know that. Kelsey, Hill, Mahomes. If there's a weakness in Kansas City, it's their depth. They just, over time, that's what's going to happen. When more of your great players are taking more of the cap, it's going to hurt your depth. So guys like Sammy Watkins have to move on. So when they're at full strength, they're as good as anybody. And if I'm Cleveland, I'd rather play him later in the year. And I think two players for Cleveland will be consequential. One is Jadavion Clowney, and the other is Odell Beckham. If those two players play in 17 games at the levels they're capable of, yes, Cleveland could get to the Super Bowl. And I think those are two really important players. We're talking to Mike Tannenbaum on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Jason Fitz sitting with J. Will. Uh, all right, I'm going to ask you a selfish question. It's not on the sheet. I'm just going off script here, Mike. Let me guess. It's like, about the Raiders. Yeah, it is. It is. Shocking. I mean, here's the thing, Mike. We here talk we all the time, and I don't get to talk to you about my favorite team. And I'm, I'm wearing the gear. I'm ready for Monday night. I'm going to be at Allegiant Stadium. I've had this raging debate with Raiders fans over the last 72 hours about a perceived massive bias from ESPN against the team. So I know you so well. I know that you have no bias against any team, and you watch so much. What do you think the Raiders are, are like? What's realistic for that team this year? How excited should I be? No, they, they really do have a chance for a winning record. And look, I think the Chargers are going to be a lot better. Here's what's fascinating to me about the Raiders. I think John Gruden and Mike Mayock are two really smart guys. They're not going to let all those offensive linemen move on unless they were confident in their replacements. And Monday night, Jason, like what I'm going to be looking for is like how well those guys play because we all know this. If Derek Carr can be protected, given the young skill players they have, they should be really good on offense again. I think defensively, I'm, I think Gus Bradley was a great hire. I think they're going to be better. Um, I think they're like a similar version to Dallas, which is clearly they have a lot of explosive skill players. Their defense should continue to improve. But I'm really fascinated to watch the offensive line and after they moved on from the Rodney Hudsons of the world, Gabe Jackson, like, how, how do those replacements look? Because I believe in John Gruden and I believe in Mike Mayock. Look at you. See, I, I, feel, I feel good about that, Mike. As always, we appreciate your time. Have a great Labor Day. I don't know why we didn't let you sleep in this wait, morning. Wait, wait, Mike, Mike T, what's, oh. the, what's the cocktail of choice today for Labor Day? What do you go oh, with? Yeah. A little sun spritzer? What do you go with? Yeah, I, I you know, Jay, well, I'm just hydrating today. I got a big day on ESPN and uh, looking forward to the opportunity, but, you know, down here in South Florida, you got to stay hydrated, so it's going to be a lot of water. You're just doing a post-game interview? What are we doing Looking here? forward to the I opportunity. I mean, Tannenbaum throwing in the, the, <laughs> the, the player speak right there. That's good. Are, are you grilling something? Like, is there going to be some food while you're not on air, Mike? 
Yeah, you know, we started grilling last night, but, you know, the bar is so high. You know, when you have two teenagers in a pandemic, it's really hard to please them after a year. So I thought I was borderline dominant on the grill last night. But looking at my 17-year-old daughter, I think she thought it was, like, average. So we, we had a little let's say disagreement on like my performance on the barbecue. Okay. Uh, Mike, I, I, first of all, if you, I never think about the fact two teenagers during COVID, you need more than spritzers, man. We'll send a bottle of something down for the day. We appreciate you, brother. Thanks for hanging out with us. All right, Mike. All right. Appreciate it guys. What are you grilling today? Look at him with the company I know, line. Right? I, I mean, like it. Well, I'm know, just, look, I, I just want to make sure I'm prepared. Uh, Big day tomorrow yeah. on air. I'm not yeah. trying to get in any trouble tonight. Yeah. Just out here doing my job. I don't know what I'm going to do today. No. Yeah. No, that's you know, good. No, maybe some fish. Oh, you know, fish keep it light. very healthy. Yeah, I'm not, healthy. The, the meat thing doesn't really work with my body right okay, now. Yeah, well, I, I'm starting to learn that. Well, no, but you, I mean, you look great. You look like you could still play. So, you know. Uh, well, I can't. So great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, look, uh, some of us, by the way, uh, you guys, if you watch any digital content, should check Mike Olick Jr. and I tonight uh, getting in a little college football preview action. I have no idea what time that show is, but I think it's at 7 o'clock. I don't know. So Great promo. Uh, like, that was perfect. I realized midway through I don't know what time I have to work tonight. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm going to go, like, I'm going to grill something for lunch. So I'll do chicken because you know, I'm like super healthy trying to work out. Like I'm getting yoked. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm particularly stacked right now in the uh, in the... <laughs> Can I tell you who is yoked? And it's, it's funny. You know, paying attention and watching Zach Martin be out, Fitzy. It's like, it, uh, this is where I start having concerns for Dak when little things like this happen. Obviously, D- Dak has to remain healthy this year for Dallas to reach his potential. That's obvious. But for a guy like Ezekiel Elliott to come out and say that Zach Martin is our best offensive player and his ability to create gaps for me to then utilize and, and hit those gaps, we talk about how imperative Ezekiel Elliott will be to Dallas and their success this year, right? Because last year, their O-line was decimated. He really struggled. There were issues. Obviously, we saw Andy Dalton get knocked out, right? So when you start understanding these things and you start thinking about names like, you know, <laughs> Jason Pierre-Paul, you start talking about names like Indomica Sue, William Galston, Vita Vea, you just heard Mike Tannenbaum talk about it. That's one of the top defenses in the league. And Zach, Dak Prescott, your first game back to be under that type of pressure we're going to quickly be able to see how that leg is and how that arm is because it's going to be tested right off the bat. And that's some straight talk. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless. 5G capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. I think you make a really smart point there. And one of the things that we forget because we become so quarterback obsessed as a society is we make everything about Tom Brady. Well, and, and it is. Tom Brady's spectacular. That's fine. I'm not taking anything away from that. But there is a smart moment for Tom when he looks around the landscape of the NFL and says, hey, I want to draft. I want to join a roster that has a ton of talent. I want to join a roster that has a ton of weapons. I want to join a roster that just needs a few tweaks to really become something special. They did that, and they bring everybody back. So I think, you know, early on particularly, I, I think you've got to look at, at Tampa Bay and say if there's a team that's going to come in and, and just sort of have their rhythm early, it should be the Bucks. Because while we talk about how difficult it is to repeat, you also have to talk about the culture in the locker room. And, and I think that there is sort of a culture creator in Tom Brady that's going to keep everybody focused on what the task at hand is. So I, I have every reason to believe in Tampa Bay. I also think, though, at the same time, it's fair to admit that Dallas last year went 6-10 and 10 with their backup quarterback. Now, I, a lot of teams would be happy for 6-10 and well, 10 with okay. your backup quarterback. Well, they did, but also, I mean, he, Dak Prescott, due to that prolific offense, I mean, before he got hurt, 
MVP we were potentially numbers. talking about Dak Prescott being in the MVP conversation. Yeah. He was having that type of season, so their offense was making up for the lack of their defense. And you, I, I did wonder, well, how sustainable is that long term for this team? So, you know, how much better did the defense really get? I know Dan Quinn comes in, they're retooling some things, but it, can they be marginal? Yeah. Can they be marginal? Because being marginal could be enough for them to go win a division and also go deep into the playoffs. That's such a smart point, too, because I think several teams are in that situation this year where it's like, man, if I can just get a top half of the league defense, I, I, you don't need to have a top 10 defense anymore. If you can just have a defense that's like in the middle of the road, it's like, hey, we're not great, but we don't lose games for you. When you're as explosive as Dallas is, then you have every opportunity to turn around and win. Now, uh, obviously, the COVID portion of this is something that's real, and it's yes. not going anywhere this year. Uh, it should be noted that Zach Martin is—he's uh, vaccinated, uh, but the way the protocol works, he—it it takes five days. You know, he's tested positive, and now it's a five-day period. So, because they're playing on Thursday, if they were playing on Sunday. He'll He'd be, be in the game. He's not. And so, you know, it all comes back to the conversation about what the NFL is going to do and, and how the NFL should handle it. So, you know, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL insider, was on Sunday morning on ESPN Radio talking about if games could still get moved this season. The league is pretty firm on, on not having to move games altogether. You could still see some shifting to a Monday or Tuesday night, but they're hopeful that the, the show goes on. I, you know, this the Delta variant has, has thrown a wrinkle in all this for sure. Like, you know, the league – took the state the, the standpoint of hey let's really push for vaccinations to the point where the benefits are so strong that teams are going to have high numbers and, and guys are going to get vaccinated in droves yeah I, I think it's interesting because moving games is so difficult and the COVID conversation isn't going anywhere and you know this Jay well as, as well as anybody like we were talking in full transparency as we were getting ready for the show like I, I, I mentioned earlier, I'm going to be at the first regular season game at Allegiant Stadium with fans, right? Such a special moment for the city I was born in and the team that I've loved since birth, right? Such a cool moment. And there is still to this second a part of me that's like, is that the right thing to do? Because hmm. you look around at the, the COVID spread and I just, none of us seem to know. I mean, you, you've dealt with it. I haven't had COVID, thank God. I'm vaccinated. But also I have to look at it and say, man, it's such a difficult decision even to figure out how to put yourself in these situations and, and what to do. I, it, it's not going anywhere in the NFL conversation this fall. Fitzy, I've had it twice. It's crazy. I've had it twice. And I'm, and I'm vaccinated. I caught it once, I got vaccinated, and I got it again. And I've been very diligent throughout this whole process. I, I, here's why I think this is going to be one of the most difficult years the NFL has had in the history of the league. Last year was obviously a crazy year. Think about this. Opening day for the NFL, opening day, one of the top offensive players for America's team is out because of COVID. You have unvaccinated players who are still trying to determine whether they want to take the vaccine or not. There are different repercussions for them throughout the season as it relates to testing and them getting, you know, back-to-back, -back, you know, negative tests and how that kind of the repercussions for the teams as well. You have players who are still vaccinated who can catch the Delta variant. And here's what becomes challenging. Over the weekend, I'm just excited as anybody else about the beginning of football in general, college football, high school football, NFL football. I'm seeing packed stadiums, 70, 80, 90,000 people at stadiums going crazy. Kids reminding me of things that were five years ago, like, wow, I want to be a part of that. My wife comes up to me and saying, wow, man, this, uh, the, the rate for you know kids under 12 is going is skyrocketing out of roof for this Delta variant. I'm like, God, like we're still in this thing. Now, it, how, do you, how do you battle with that? 
How do you deal with that? And there's a dichotomy in me like, hey, I want to see everybody hang out. I want to get back to things being normal, but things still aren't normal. And as a player, when you see that, you still want to go out to restaurants. You still want to go out to lounges. You still want to go out to places with your family. How, you almost have to feel like, hey, we were on high alert last year. This year, even more, because things are, quote unquote, somewhat back to normal. And you're seeing things on TV as back to normal. You have to be on even higher alert because you don't want to jeopardize your team and what you're trying to accomplish. And, and the crazy, the thing that I have to echo, and I say this every time we have any COVID conversation for anybody that's thinking about hitting us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Before you tweet us, understand one thing. Everything that the league has decided was collectively bargained between the NFL Players Association and yes. the owners. The players and their, their union agreed on all of the rules and restraints that, constraints that exist for vaccinated and non-vaccinated players. So for every person that says, hey, it's a personal choice, well, yes and no, you're part of a union. So it is a personal choice, but the consequence was something collectively bargained. So for players that are complaining about it or for players that don't want to be a part of it, it's not really our conversation to be had. It's their conversation to be had with their union. So everything that exists was agreed upon. The hard part about it for, for players is that Last year, you felt this urgency and understanding that, hey, we have no idea what to do. Everybody needs to stay locked up. Now you've got this a group of people that are vaccinated that want to be able to live. You have groups of people that are non-vaccinated that don't want to hear about it. And through all of it, it's not stopping the spread. And at some point, we all have to accept that our favorite team is likely to be impacted by COVID. The question is, how big will that impact be? What will it cost for games? And what will it mean for everybody? Well, I mean, how you manage adversity will dictate whether you can be successful or not. And a lot of things will be out of your control i keep going back to you know carson wentz carson wentz came out and said hey look it's still something i'm trying to figure out i mean let's be real about it if my wife is a colts fan my wife's family is from indiana all i hear are colts 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 all day long or iu and it's only going to determine whether they can win a super bowl carson wentz is there or not well one team trying to win a super bowl may have gotten a little motivation never poke a bear we'll talk about it next Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.